when you gave her candy, she would give you a little Debbie. Well, I guess by the time they got to us, she didn't have any little Debbies left. But Aww. I didn't get any little Debbies. You got so. the better end of that deal. I know, right? Snack so. cakes. <laughs> You're the sweet tart kid. I mean, <laughs> your little Debbie. Right. <laughs> Episode 41 of The Mashup, the best bourbon conversation you're going to hear all week long. We're your hosts, Michael, Anthony, and Stephen. Hey, guys. What's up, guys? What's happening? Nice to see y'all. By the way, did you see the commercial about how Wingstop is changing to Thigh Stop? <laughs> what? Yes. You're because joking, they're right? like, we acknowledge that there's a wing shortage, so we're going to start selling thighs. And so they call themselves Thigh Stop now. It's not real, but that's like... Got, I was going to say, it's going to be a marketing gimmick, But like, right? if you look on like Google Maps and stuff... Pops up as thigh stop. Are like, you kidding? Yeah, serious. I will look it up right now if you want. Holy show cow! Stephen, uh, how do you feel about that as a Canes man? <laughs> you guys don't know this, but Stephen is actually sponsored by Canes. He gets money yep. to speak to Grace. Uh, you know, it's all, it's all with the membership card you get there. That yeah, I think he gives nothing. Dips his chicken in his bourbon. No, I do have. Uh, <laughs> I think I do have ninety-eight visits. Ninety-eight visits to Cane. You're counting. No, it's on the card. Oh, it's on the card. Yeah, it's, the just, it's like a journal. Does. Yeah, yeah. So, like, you get nothing for it. So, well, I mean, I, I did. I did just hit red status at Chick Fil A the other day. Oh, which, what's that? I don't even know. You, you get a few more dollars, you know, a few more points per dollar or something like that, you know. So I thought I was doing great, and then guy I work with, he's like, "Oh, dude, he's like, I got twice as many points as you." And so I was trying to figure out, like, we go there a lot, you know. And so I was trying to figure out why we hadn't gotten it. What I realized is because when we go. We use gift cards, and you don't get points for gift cards. So yeah, you, uh, you know you don't. So that's why. Don't you feel like rewarding loyalty at restaurants is like a lost art now? I don't have any punch cards for any places, but I guess I don't go enough to have any. But it's just like, um, I, you know, I know the liquor stores aren't rewarding anybody for any of their loyalty. So <laughs> I was hoping the restaurants well, you was. get like you get like five dollars for when you spend like. $5. I do. I mean, I don't. I don't buy enough at liquor stores, honestly, to yeah. to even do it. So I just I give them Steven's number every time I go. So so oh. I figure if one of us is going to get rewarded, you know, you talking about total waste or I mean total wine, right? Yeah. Okay, all right. Like I see people in there, and I, I see how I see how people get stuff though. Like you know, you buy like wine and stuff. It can be like a hundred and something bucks when you buy like a whole case of it and stuff. You know. Yeah. So I mean, I understand, but like I just don't go in there enough and and buy anything. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. And then when you just because I go and buy whatever, if I see something I want, I buy it. But I don't care where it's at. You know, I'm not waiting for it to be a total wine. You guys, we did a thing this past weekend, and I think we need to talk about it because we, I've never been part of this celebration before, but I was actually part of the inaugural mashup Halloween celebration. I mean, it's a tradition you guys have had for a long time. We talked about it on the previous episode. We said there was going to be a party, but there was a nice party. We've always had a tradition of drinking some Weller 12 while we trick-or-treat, you know, and our kids have always been little, so you kind of have to go with them. But this year, it felt like our kids were old enough to kind of go out on their own. My wife went, was able to go with, you know, my two kids. My sister actually came in town, so she was able to go as well. We were able to set up, you know, set up our own little bar cart kind of mm-hmm. for the uh for the neighborhood adults you know so the kids got one table and the adults got the other table right and they were very excited about it <laughs> very excited it took a little while for the bourbon to catch on yeah. i felt like they went to the wine and the and the jello shots first but but once the 
the dad started coming down. Yeah. Then it started getting a little bit, uh, you know, a little bit more. Uh, yeah. So this started this started last year during COVID with the Halloween, where instead of everyone at the houses, we live at the end of a street, and so we'd put a big fire pit in the middle of the, middle of the court, put a table for uh, basically a potluck in the court, and uh, we put tables up in front for the candy. Well, this year we did a left table for kids and a right table for adults, and. Uh, the kids had plenty of candy, and the adults had plenty of drinks. <laughs> and let me just say, it, it's a good idea in theory, but you have to remember that the kids have to have directions, right? So that leaves one person manning the kids' table because it's going to be kids coming with their parents, right? So the parents go over to the adult table. The kids go to the kids' table. There's got to be somebody at the kids' table to make sure everything's running smoothly. And you, somehow that ended up being me. <laughs> you know, I'm not even sure why because – I don't want any of the candy left. So if the kids empty a pail, I could care less. Well, I know that's the thing. I think we, I think we kind of panicked on that, and you know, we're making making sure we had enough candy for everybody. But ended but, up with a little excess, right? It, but well, the problem was is I think a lot of a lot of kids actually weren't taking enough candy. You know, they were like going to one bucket. You know, I'm like, hey, you can get from all of these. Yeah. You can get from all these buckets because this is for all these houses, right? So anyway, that ended up being me. I don't know. Maybe I've got the kids' personality while you all <laughs> sat over and drank bourbon and talked talk bourbon with people you know yeah but we had a nice adult table we had uh we had sangria we had a little wine we had 90 plus jello shots oh yeah uh, then we had what seven bottles of bourbon for people to try oh yeah that so was, what was uh, what was the most popular one if you don't mind me asking because i didn't get to see anything of the, oh, come on. of the bourbon yes uh well we finished two bottles off yeah they the, weren't they were already open but we still we finished the uh the basil Hayden toast. Yeah, people really liked the basil Hayden toast. They kept on going for it. Yeah. It was fairly new. Yeah, you know, kind of hard to get. I mean, but they would sip it and they go, "That's nice. That's yeah. really nice." So, and then we finished off the uh, I had a Maker's Forty Six. That so, one was gone. Yeah, and then we put out some Willet and some Rare Perfection and some other things. Double Rye. What I thought was hilarious, and you guys might have missed was this. It like, was it like leftover dinner night? You know, you just throw out everything you got and say, just open the fridge. When and kids ask what you're having for dinner, you're like, open up the fridge, and this is what you got. You know? I thought we had a good, we good range no, of price no points. Range, and, yeah. yeah, some rides and some knots. I mean, the Rare Perfection bottle is like a $150, $160 bottle. So a lot of people don't even know that. They're just like, wait, what's this? I'm like, yeah. Oh, yeah well, well, you know what? My steak dinner from Tony's is a $50 steak, but if it doesn't reheat well, then it's not any good either. So. <laughs> What I was going to say, though, is you guys, I don't know if you missed this, but one of the hilarious things was uh, multiple kids because the the bourbon was on one side and the candy was on the other. And in the middle was where the wine and the jello shots were. So multiple kids came up and went to reach for a jello shot. They're like, it's jello. And the parents were like, no. We're like, no, get your hands off that. That's right. No, funny. We're ID in here. <laughs> oh, you know, well, I thought we had a good setup. We had, what, four or five feet between the tables? The kids we did. And the but the, and, I mean, the kids naturally moved that way and they kind of looked at it like, yeah. you know, I'm going to have some of that bourbon but it was jello shots. It was, it was, <laughs> it's always a good, a good time when you sit there. And the people turn the corner because we're at the end of the street, and oh, you yeah. turn, you're turning like 90 degrees, and then they seek the setup that we have. Oh yeah, <laughs> and that they was... kind of stop at the top of the hill, like, what's going on down there? Well, uh, and that's the thing they it caught on. Oh, yeah. So at the beginning, it was kind of like the first couple people that came up were like, oh, you know, and I was like, I can't remember who it was. Like one group came up, and I was like, hey, don't be bashful, just come over here and start having some bourbon, and then. 
everybody was coming down was like, I heard about this. I heard about it. So the word traveled fast up the block. And um, we got inundated at one point. Oh, I yeah. felt like it was, yeah. we got these waves and 35 minutes into it, it was just. Oh, yeah. That's when I didn't get to see or hear y'all because I was taking care of the <laughs> 100 kids that were <laughs> showing up there. I saw my 90th Mario and my 65th Disney princess. So you're doing some great work over there. We well, all appreciated it. I did see a little girl dressed as little Debbie, which I thought was cool. <laughs> I didn't see that one. Yeah, well, my wife said it was. She saw him earlier in the, in, you know, on the, on the street, and she's like, "How cute was that?" And she said, "When you gave her candy, she would give you a little Debbie." Well, I guess by the time they got to us, she didn't have any little Debbies left. Oh, I didn't get any little Debbies. You got so. the better end of that deal. I know, right? Snack so. cakes. <laughs> You're the sweetheart kid. I mean, <laughs> You're little Debbie, right? So, <laughs> however, I would say if we had to do it again, obviously a bourbon podcast, but you know, we could throw a few more non-bourbon bottles up there right maybe like some some rum or something you want to make people highballs and martinis and (laughs) here's the here's the sad thing is i've got a whole cooler full of or refrigerator full of seltzers that i haven't drank in a while oh are we getting off the seltzers is that those you know i guess i'm with the the trend it's getting colder i'm with the trend yeah Yeah. like you know it's just getting colder nobody wants a seltzer in the in the fall in the winter time you know yeah well we moved to moscow mules so there you go. Yeah. That's the non-bourbon drink? That is the non-bourbon drink. I mean, drink I'll just drink regular beer. I've had a lot of beer lately, really, honestly. Really? Yeah. Just dark dark beer? Porters and stuff. No, styles? I don't do that. No. <laughs> I, know. I don't do that, no. That's but Steven I am impressed with the um, like the craft breweries, you know, like the local ones that are coming out with their, like, you know, have you noticed they're all, they're all kind of doing, like, a cheap beer now, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's still more expensive than Bud Light, but it's basically Bud Light, you know, in their own, like Country Boy here locally has one just called Super Premium Lager, and it's just beer, you know, like it's, you know, it's I kind of like that. It's just like a premium People realize tasting, you can't yeah. be drinking IPAs and stuff all the time. Well, speaking of bourbon, guys, we have a new bottle tonight. It's a bottle of Wilderness Trail Bottled and Bond. Oh, yeah. Wilderness Trail, small batch, bottled and bond. So this is um, distilled by the Wilderness Trail Distillery. They are a local here in Danville, Kentucky. The bottle date is 2021. ABV is 50%, proof 100. This is a four-year-old product, and the mash bill is 64% corn, 24% rye, and 12% malted barley, and the MSRP on this is $46. So... The the logo is a is a big WT, you know. So my my first thought was somebody looks at this and they think is it wild turkey? That's a good point. Total Wine TW, mm. you know, it's like the house brand at at Total Wine. But uh, the bottle's like a kind of a square ish bottle. If we had a bottle that really looks like this, because you know, usually when you have these like upstart companies, they kind of just use generic bottles that whatever is cheapest. But I don't think we have. I think this is a kind of unique it is and when you mention a logo it kind of looks like a, it almost looks like a weird spider or something it does yeah it? it's kind of got a creepy look to it too yeah it's uh, a halloween it's got a synthetic cork you guys know how i feel about synthetic corks no, but it's got a nice nice wooden top to it it does yes and it, it's got a, a very wide mouth it seems like it's open a lot wider than uh than most bottles it's got the lip i don't really like the lip you know that's what we've had of that and the 1792s had the lip and elijah craig's had the lip I don't really like that lip. So the uh, so when we were looking at them, when you look at them in the store, it can be a little bit confusing because all of their bottles look almost exactly the same, with with the exception of 
the label color. Like there's like a strip of a label on it. And so this one's black because this is the small batch. But then there's a yellow, which is the single barrel, which we also found out tonight is also weeded, more weeded than than this. Yeah, so, slightly different mash bill. Yeah, so it's so kind of like, like the same cue as a Woodford Reserve. Yeah. You, the bottle and everything's the same except for one little strip. Of yeah, color. and you, so you end up sitting there in the store and you're looking at it and you're trying to figure out like, okay, these two are different because they have different colored labels and they have different prices, but what's the difference, you know? And then you finally see that one of them is a single barrel and one's a small batch. We chose the small batch tonight. Yeah, and when you mentioned that, I will say one thing. From and they're both 100 proof, so it's not like in the same age. So it's not like uh, a lot of difference on the bottle. Absolutely, and one thing from episode past that we have to mention here too is their rye. They have a rye offering. Yeah, so green, black, and then the six-year-old product they have is, what color is that one? Isn't it like gray? I think so, yeah. And it kind of comes, like, you can buy that in a special box and stuff too, right? I think the first release of the six-year was available in like a gift box, yeah. So this is almost like a a decanter-looking bottle. and I'm not real sure I I love it. I kind of like a round bottle. Kind of like a like a generic brick bottle. That we yeah, see. it is. But like it's that, got the side that remit. Yeah, it kind of goes in a little bit at the side yeah. for. I mean, it's, a, it's for a the same grip. like shape as the Remus bottle we had last time. Yeah, I think so. It's heavy though. I mean, it's a heavy mm-hmm. duty. It's like thick glass. You yep. know, um, you could definitely use it to for for home protection. Oh, if nothing else. Yeah. yeah, no doubt. It's not going anywhere. Hold your papers <laughs> down. It's good paperweight. <laughs> Solid paperweight. I like the uh, Kentucky Proud on the back. It says on here that they use locally sourced grains. So I don't know how local they're talking, but if they're Kentucky Proud, I'm assuming it's got to be somewhere here in Kentucky. Who grows the rye here? You know, right? Uh, I don't know. Is there? You know, I don't know. I overseed my yard with rye where the Bermuda is in the summer. There you go. Maybe maybe they get maybe, it from maybe your yard. Get it from me. There you go. Harvesting it from me. But it is. It's it's a it's a good looking bottle. I do like it. It's um. It's non-chill filtered. It's at my car, so it's pretty cool when we got it. Yeah, get the get the fats and stuff out okay. of there. Well, so it's it's a whole product. Well, it's like whole milk, you know. That's the equivalent, I say. Oh, and yeah. it's a sweet mash. Some other things are sour mash. This is a sweet mash. Actually, we we talked about this one time when Stephen and I visited Peerless, and it's like they the sweet mash means they clean out the fermenter like between every ah. batch. The sour mash means like they leave a little leave bit a little of bit. residue little in there. Yeah, the, yeah. the sweet mash takes longer to do. I think like because the sweet, they have to completely okay. yeah. clean clean all the system out. Yeah, and I think those are usually done like in metal containers versus the wood because it's easier to clean. Does this go everywhere around the country? I think it does. They seem like they have a lot of money. Well, um, I'm not really sure. It does seem like actually I should say it probably is in quite a few states because I do know that my brother in South Carolina. Big shout out to Nick. He got himself a bottle of the six-year, and when he called me and asked me about it, you know, sometimes when he calls me and asks me about his bourbon choices, I'm like, no, what are you doing? And this time when he said, I got my hands on the six-year, what do you think? I said, goodbye, you know. That goodbye, like you just hung up the phone? <laughs> I know that's what it sounded like, right? No, I said, that should be a goodbye. Like oh, I had oh not it was had a it. goodbye. Yeah, yeah, goodbye like he got something hopefully tasty because even though I've never had their six-year product i just i've heard good things so i just so we can't confirm it is in south carolina should we go for our first notes the first thing that comes out to me is like a vanilla note i'm getting a heavy vanilla note i'm getting a very silky caramel okay i like that yeah definitely smell some caramel i feel like i'm getting chocolate as well there's an oak note in this which for a four-year-old bourbon uh you don't really get an an oak note 
like this one carries and not in a bad way, it's actually kind of nice. Surprising to tell tell you the truth. And I don't believe I've ever tried this before or anything. I think I've tried the one with the yellow label. How about you guys? Anybody ever had this before? We had it one other time at a an outing. Yeah. It was like featured. And it was pretty new at that time. I yeah. think they were still trying to get their, their name out there. Okay. Um, so I and I don't remember we were, you know, trying it in a plastic shot glass and Oh, of course, yeah. You know, if it's the middle of the summer in a plastic shot glass, that's not the greatest place to exhibit your bourbon, I'm guessing. So I don't get a lot of notes ever, but I do get, I get kind of the same notes I get when the glass is empty. The really, the wood, yeah, know, the wood, the wood smell. Like I feel a, like warehouse. Almost. That's funny. I feel like this is a very desserty bourbon. Every note I'm getting is sweet. Yeah. Like creamy. I, I mean, I'm getting a little bit of the wood that you guys are, but I'm getting a lot of the dessert notes. The legs are interesting. The color's really nice. It's like a, what would you guys describe as a copper? Yeah. All right. Should we go for first taste? So what do you guys think? I'm interested here because I get a lot of nice flavors, I guess, on the front palate. And then the back kind of catches me a little bit, I guess, on the sides of the tongue. A little bit of astringency. Um, that might be the oak. It smells sweeter than it tastes. I agree. I don't think many of those desserts notes came Came through on the palate, so it sounds strange. But I got a little, uh, little garlic aftertaste. Garlic, yeah. What'd you eat for dinner? What did I eat for dinner? If you had pasta, oh, I, had, I had Chick Fil A, of course. Oh, there. So, you go. <laughs> and you don't get points when you use a free reward either. So, well, that doesn't that doesn't have garlic in it, right? Chick Fil A, no, I don't think so. So, I don't know, but it's just a, it's kind of just like a little lingering aftertaste. Yeah. No, I get what you're saying. It's almost like if uh, it was sharp, the if you had too much garlic, not necessarily garlic flavor, but that taste you have afterwards. Right. And for um, the record, it's not my lunch either because I had Chick-fil-A. What the hell? <laughs> I had another yeah. reward. I had to use it. They expired today. So, so you had Chick-fil-A all day? So, yeah. So I uh, I had a reward for a free chicken sandwich, you know, and I was no. going to use it for lunch today. Yeah, let mine go. To, uh, uh, let mine expire. So uh-huh. I, I used mine today. Nice. So then I went out running tonight, and when I got home... Uh, my wife, she she had gone to the doctor. She's like, "Hey, we have a reward that's expiring at Chick Fil A." She's like, "I bu- I got you a sandwich." It's <laughs> like, "Oh, that's funny." I used my reward today at, at lunch. So, like, I, so I've gathered my thoughts here. I got oak, vanilla. I get some clove. Anybody, either of you guys get clove? I think that's in the garlic family. Maybe in the garlic family. There's something going on. I feel like with the 24% rye and 12% malted barley in a younger bourbon that we haven't tasted before, and not not bad. Do you feel like it's spicy at all? A little bit. And it doesn't hit the spice, doesn't hit you to the beginning. It hits you in the back. Yeah. Grows in the yeah. the mid-back tongue. Yep. The finish is a pretty medium to... So I'd say shout out to them for the uh, the 100 proof waiting, you know, waiting four years to put their stuff out. Like, that's pretty good. You know, that's... I kind of put them in the same... They're kind of in the same category as New Riff, right? Absolutely. You know... Local, Even better, though. Local because but new- national, you know, small but big, yeah. I guess you can say, it if, if that makes sense. Well, they started in 2013, and I think their first barrels, if I can remember correctly, started hitting retail around 17, 18. Yeah, so Does that, that would, sound right? So the time, timeline checks out on that. Yeah. So, you know, they didn't put anything out that was young. They didn't and they source didn't source, yeah, they didn't right. source. So, At least New Rift started from uh, the OKI spot, even right. though they didn't call those the two right. same brands. And the but, difference is, is New Rift keeps just putting out four-year, you know? 
Yeah. Whereas this one has already put out some six year. So, yeah. you know, they, they've obviously have the, uh, the goal of putting out some, some pretty old stuff when, when the time comes around. Hey, I got to give them credit too, because we're so used to the opposite of this, which is just buy some bourbon from a tote somewhere, bottle it. And that's the start of your company. And then, Hey, we might have our own distillate, you know, three, four years down the road, but everybody drink this ultra uber expensive stuff while we're trying to figure it out. And they didn't do that. Not only that, but you guys have said you've been down through Danville. They're building like a ton of yeah, warehouses. I think, they are. Right? I think they're building a ton. I think I saw somewhere where they're building like on average, like three a year for the next 10 years or something like that. Oh, yeah. So like it's something crazy. Yeah. They're laying down some serious barrels and then, you know, I don't know a lot about it and I don't know if you guys do either, but, uh, Shane Baker and Pat Heist are credited, you know, co-owners of this brand and, I've just, from listening to, you know, other podcasts and reading, recognize that Pat Heiss has done so much with fermentation and yeast and, um, you know, for some of the big distillers. So they definitely know what they're doing down there. They have a lot of experience, years of experience. And so I'm, uh, we'll wait to see how I feel on the past try by here. Um, I'm still going to sip this a little bit more, but I'm, I'm definitely impressed with them as a brand. And I see a lot of upside and potential and I think, I think the hype is real. What, what do you think? I feel like I've I've seen them a lot out there. Like I feel like they do a lot of a lot of people do picks on them. I see them in basically almost every liquor store I go to. Yeah, I think they're really growing as a company, and since they did their own product, they didn't source it. I feel like it's really important. Oh, I think it's super important. And as you mentioned, if you're anywhere in Kentucky, you're going to see them in the stores. But I don't know how that is in other states. And so when I mean, they're in South Carolina. Yeah, I know. And South Carolina, from what I understand, is a pretty terrible place when it comes to getting good bourbon. No offense. I'm just saying, just from the people I know down there, there's a lot of guys down there that they get good bourbon, that have great groups and stuff. But I know they struggle, and they have to really hustle to get their bourbon. So so this is a little off topic. Yeah. But, I mean, have you been to our local Total Wine and seen their barrel picks lately when you're talking about pretty terrible stuff like uh, yeah i mean it's pathetic and they don't move. like they don't move like they don't move there's stuff you've never heard of i think they, it like five think, or six shells i think they must have 67 percent of all the nulu in the world i mean all, all they have every color wax and everything else and the whole middle section of their like bourbon aisle is just boxes of unopened bottles like it's it's crazy. I agree. And you know what the saddest part about... But it's not place, just them. Liquor Barn's kind of like this, too. So They are, but here's the, here's the thing. And I give, I'll give give them both the big box, Liquor Barn and Total Wine, like a big zero for this. Little independent stores that do a barrel pick, most of the time when you go in there and you say, could I try it? They'll pull a little shot glass out from behind the counter. They'll pour you a half an ounce or whatever, and they'll say, give it a try. There have been times where I bought a bottle on the spot because of that. Total Wine has every license in the world. They got the ability to do that. You're in there looking at a shelf of 19 store picks, but you got to be here from 2 to 3 p.m. on Saturday to try one. It's sad. Or 4 to 7 on Wednesdays, you can bring your dog in. Oh, bring your dog in. But, I mean, if they actually took advantage of that, like if you could walk up to the service counter, show an ID, and say, I'd like to try this pick, they could probably sell a lot more bourbon. Um, and I think that it would be legal for them to do that. Because, so, I mean, you guys I, all know, these stories, I mean, if you're y'all, listening. <laughs> y'all know how I feel. Like, I, if I don't know you, the company, I'm not buying it. Like, yeah. you know, so. Like, Nulu actually has some good product, but there's so many sitting there. Like, why would you want to buy yeah, we, of when 50? We went, when we went to Florida, we went to, was that Riverside? Yeah. The, the liquor yeah, store? Yeah, they yeah, were happy yeah, to share. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, they were proud of their picks. I mean, it yeah. was, you know, like, that's. 
it's like I feel like they're just doing picks just to do picks there, like. Yeah. And I don't even know if they're really even doing them. So who knows? You go to any of the independents here in Kentucky, they'll let you try their barrel picks, just not not the big ones. Well, gentlemen, would you pass, try, or buy on the Wilderness Trail bib? I'll go first. All right. All right. Hey, that's rare. Yeah, woo. I like it. Woo. I really enjoyed all the dessert notes I was getting from this. I'm on the fence on the palette. I've enjoyed it, but it wasn't overwhelming. But I feel for the price, and I've kind of really enjoyed the the notes from it that I would be a buy. And I think this would be a great um, holiday gift coming up for those that live out of state or whatever that you want to get something for. That's from Kentucky. I think it'd be a good choice. Yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm with Steven. I'd buy it for a lot of the same reasons. I think, uh, I think the bottle's cool. I think it, it, it draws your eye. And if you're from out of state, it's something that's really local. Um, you know, it's a small company. You know, forty five dollars is probably a little high. I'm sure they'll never come down, but at some point, I, th- I could see them being forty five dollars for the next twenty years, and forty five dollars ends up being the cheap end. You know, in twenty years, probably a bourbon. So, um, so I think that's I think that's fairly priced. I'd buy it. I like it. I'm having such a tough time now. You guys both came up with the buy. I was in the try category, but you I'll tell it. you that's why. Fine. I'll tell you why I was in the try category. Stick to your guns. Stick to your guns. I had a pick that they had put out of their yellow label we said that might be the more weeded one it was like 113 proof and i think it was from their gift shop so a friend of mine was in danville and said they have this at the distillery and it's benefiting charity would you want one and i said sure you know of course this is really good (laughs) that was even better (laughs) and so it kind of makes me say that you should try so those picks those single barrel picks you're saying you had a good you had a good experience on that uh, yeah, I mean, the one that was just, to my opinion, like, you know. Michael, what was the price really... difference on this between so, this right, and yeah, So, that's, that's good that you said that because, you know, you all know that, like, we kind of went back and forth on this mm-hmm. and, you know, what we wanted to do with that, with what we were going to what we were gonna review. So, the single barrel pick at Kroger was fifty six ninety nine. Hmm. Now, that was a four-year, um, like, cast strength one. Um, I also don't know what it would be other places because the original price was eighty ninety nine and they dropped it to fifty six. So I don't wow. I don't know if they really were ever charging eighty. If that you know sometimes uh, yeah. Kroger just does that to to kind of make you feel like you're getting a better deal. But um, I feel like I might have paid sixty bucks for mine. So twelve dollars. Sure. So twelve dollars more. Fifteen dollars yeah. more. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Especially if if Anthony's saying like that was a lot better. I would spend the extra ten fifteen dollars on that yeah. experience. That experience. Well, uh, and, and it was only four dollars more for the single barrel, just a regular, just a regular single barrel, oh, single barrel, which okay. was which was still a hundred proof, you know. Yeah. So. Well, but the picks are the picks are higher proof. Yeah. Okay. I will stick to my guns on this as a try, but I am definitely close to. I'm between try and buy. I'm definitely not going to pass on Wilderness Trail, and um, I used to have a couple of their offerings when they first came out, I drank them and then I hadn't really replenished, but I think I might go out and start trying to replenish now and scouting for some of their stuff. Cause I'm impressed. What do they have in their um, portfolio under their brand? They have this small batch, the single barrel, single barrel, the six year and the rye. It says four, four bottles. I think it's just the four I think offerings. That's what, um, yeah. that's what I was trying to look it but up. But the I, thing is they, they have, right. they barrel at different proofs. So they have like I think they barrel between one oh nine or one ten and one twenty. And so there's gonna be variance in the product that comes out based on 
how they're doing it, right? So like I said, I think the cast strength one I have that I had was almost five years old. I could be wrong. I think it was four years and six months maybe, and then it was 113 proof. So if you compare that to this, which is a four-year-old product at 100 proof, you know, they've cut it a little bit. And so you're going to have different tasting notes across their different mash bills and across their different ages and things like that since they do have variance in what they're doing. You know what? Next time I see this pick out, I'm going to pick it up. Okay. Yeah. All right. So on their website, just looking here, they actually have the uh, distributors in each state. No way. Yeah, that sell it. For example, shout out to all of our Kansas listeners, hey. uh, Worldwide Beverage Okay, is distributing it there. Your brother in South Carolina, Advantage, is the distributor. So, okay. you know, so it looks like they've got somebody in pretty much every state. They got some traction. Yeah, and I had heard at one point in time too that they were planning a big push for overseas before the tariffs. And for those of you who've been paying attention, the and those went away. Yeah, the tariffs are now being rolled back, which probably will be bad for us. <laughs> It'll mean that they're going to ship more bourbon overseas. <laughs> but uh, that is a good point. But. But it'll be better for the industry, so it can't be greedy, right? <laughs> there goes our Blanton's uh, yeah. straight from the barrel. <laughs> if you had any chance of the straight from the barrel, it's all going overseas now. And with that, thanks for listening to this week's edition. Please like and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at The Mashup KY. Also, let us know your thoughts on this bottle in the comment section. Until next time, keep it neat.